Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm always delighted when you reserve this hour to spend with me. We talk a lot about your books, your blogs, your brand, whatever it is you are writing or whatever it is you are expressing. Some of you have started podcasts. Some of you are writing your TED Talks. Some of you are developing a business. It's very exciting. And if there's a way I can help you, I would love for you to let me know. We offer this live radio show every Thursday. It's 4 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. And then we replay it for you on Fridays, a little early on the Pacific Coast at 6 a.m. if you're starting your day, and on the East Coast for your 9 a.m. commute. So we are KKNW, 1150 a.m. in the Seattle area. But as you know, you can get us anywhere, anywhere. And I love that you join me here. The phone number, if you want to call in and ask a question today, is 1-888-298-5569. And the, if you want to type in, you can always go to Facebook and send a question through Facebook Messenger. And Eric will either send it through the radio station or you can go to my my very own Facebook page, which is Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, Coach Debbie. Or you can go to my personal Facebook page, which is Debbie Handrich. Debbie, again, is D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. I hope you have been thinking about that next thing that you want to build or bring into the world. And what I want to say to you is I want you to bet on yourself. I want you to bet on yourself as you are bringing that new form of expression into the world. I want to tell you about Victoria, who has been betting on herself. Victoria has a wonderful story about her puppy dog. But you know what? The more you talk to Victoria about her story, the more you find out that this is a really uh, a memoir of a girl growing up and coming to understand her relationship with her family members, let alone what you learn when you have an unconditional puppy dog in your life. So Victoria's cover to her book is Out Fresh Today. And this is what I know. You put the cover of a new book in front of the author who wrote it, And you are going to get beautiful waterworks of tears. And I think that's probably just what happened. It's one of those things that delights me to do. I work with my friend Brian here in the Seattle area of putting together the covers for the authors that I help write their books and 
and their web pages and things like this, but mainly at this point, their books. So Victoria was very excited today when she got to see the cover of her book for the first time. I also want to congratulate Mary, whose book is is not only covered and the spine is done and the pages are done, everything like that is finished. It is just about to be released into the world. So I'll be adding links for you all so you can check out the books straight away from my clients. And it's a great time to ask yourself, do I have a book in me? Hmm. Have I been thinking about writing a book? Hmm. Coach Debbie helps other people write books. I wonder if she could help me write a book. I tend to work with people that are writing their memoirs or their creative fiction or their self-development. And I sometimes have the pleasure of working with people that are writing for very young audiences. That just tickles me to no end because are, are we not all here for the children? I know I am. And that's just one way I get to feel like I'm connected to more children. My brand is just like the radio show, Story U, capital U, Talk Radio. You can find me at CoachDebbie.com. It's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. And right now I have on offer a few seats for some memoir writers. So I'm going to tell you about that in just a little bit. But let's get into the content for today's show because we're really talking about betting on yourself as you move forward with your writing business because it's really not a linear process. It's kind of a wiggly process of growing a business or even just creating anything. I know many of us think it's just going to take three steps and and we're ready to launch. But my experience has been that launching anything takes creativity and it takes stamina. And it really, it really takes some gumption because you're going to need to be reaching out and talking to people who have gone before you. But what I really want to share here is that it takes this belief of leaning a bit into your future because in your future is the person who's created what you're talking about creating. She or he is already out there in the future, running that business, doing what you're dreaming of right now. So it's important as you are standing solid, if you're listening to this show in live time, you're standing solid here on February 25th, 2021. And you want to lean forward into the days in front of you when you are out there running the business you're thinking about right here. Yeah, can you stretch your mind into that a bit? Let's uh, let's honor my grandmother who did this very well. Today is her uh, 114th birthday if she was still here. 
So we, we haven't seen grandma for 14 years now, uh, but she lived 100 years, 100. And my mother would tell you she was up and moving every single day of her life, with the exception of one, one little accident when she was about 20 years old. That woman has been up and going and moving and shaking every single day. And um, she's one of those lucky people who they say, you know, died peacefully. And one thing I remember about my grandmother was that she did whatever the heck she wanted. Yep, that was Grandma Berkey in a nutshell. She just did whatever she wanted. If she felt like traveling to Italy, she would go and travel to Italy. If she felt like going to a ball game with her husband, she put on her ball cap and went to the ball game. She did whatever she wanted. That didn't always win her friends, but what she wanted to achieve, she did achieve. And she did it with no apologies. And there's a part of me that really looks up to her for having that sort of tenacity. Like I said, she wasn't always making friends. I'm not sure that she had that many great friends. I think I have gotten to enjoy that part of life much more than my grandmother got to. On the other hand, my grandmother did the things she said she was going to do. And one thing about her is that whatever she wanted to do next week or next month or next year, she just talked about it like it's happening. There was never any doubt. She'd say, oh, yes, Bora Bora, I'll be going back there next year. She didn't say, well, you know, if... If the rains cool down, or if the government does this, or if my investments do that, there was, there was none of that talk. She would just tell you what's coming down the pike for her. And I always felt like she had this amazing way of looking into a crystal ball and seeing herself there, and then just telling us, this is what's happening. And that was that. So like I, friend, I, I said, it, it might not follow the Dale Carnegie's, you know, how to influence people and make the best of friends, but she got to do what she wanted to do. And to a certain extent, I would like to learn that. I am a businesswoman. I'm not an eight-figure businesswoman who just reserves millions of dollars for people in Zimbabwe that need it, but I could be that. I could grow into that. I could be just like my grandmother who knows what she's going to be doing a year from now. So I see a lot of hope and I, I am trying to learn and then pass on what I know about it from watching others. We've got some great questions coming in already today. Candace has already asked, you know, how do we do all this when with every single season, there's just another new shiny object? 
and Laura is in Florida. Do you all remember when Laura Duxta came and visited us? She wrote the book, I Love You More, as well as other children's books. And she has some questions on her mind too that we're gonna be getting to. If you want to ask a question today, you can write to me on Facebook. You can write to my email address, which is askcoachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Or you can call and talk to Eric and I. You know, Eric is the sound engineer here at KKNW. He's about the friendliest person on the planet. And I know he's standing right on by to take your calls. Let's just check in with Eric now for a second there. How you doing down there, Eric? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. I'm doing great. Good, good. People know that we like to do this in our six feet distance studio, real time radio adventures, but it's true. I'm at home today and you're in the beautiful studio, but the number is the same. That's so right. Will you, will you tell us the numbers? Sure. Happy to do that. Uh, folks, you can call in at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373. 373-5527. Or if you're still using a landline and you want a toll-free call, you can. 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. See, I was right. He's the friendliest person ever. See, right there. Right <laughs> I thought there. that was you, Debbie. Uh, oh, okay. I'll I'll star in the female role, and and you've got the male role. We've got it covered now. There you go. We're doing it. Well, the good news of uh, about us both being very friendly is when folks call in to ask a question, they know they're in safe hands. They're not going to be, uh, you know, mocked or um, you know made fun of or anything like that. We're going to do our best, or you're going to do your best to just answer their question with as much knowledge and compassion as possible. See, isn't he a great guy? Yes, that's what we do here. This is not a scary place. KKNW is not a scary place. Story You Talk Radio, not a scary place. I can I can understand that it f can feel a little nerve-wracking to think up a question and what if I don't say it right on the air and all that? But you know what? There are so many radio shows that I've called into, and and some of them were topics I knew next to nothing about. Like I, I once called into a, a radio show where they were talking about real estate. I knew almost nothing, and my voice was all chattery and clattery. But you know what? I got great advice, so it's always worth it. Always. We're going to take our first break here in just a minute. That's going to give you time to type up your question and send it into the through the email or to give us a call in. But I just want to leave you with this little thought. We'll only be gone for about a minute and a half. But have you thought about how your brand is working for you. Because if you are really, really clear about your brand, let me tell you, it is a thousand percent easier to lean toward your future 
and know that that thing you're envisioning is on the way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about that when we come back. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today we're really thinking about your writing business or any business that you are running or any success that you are excited about. And I just really want to encourage you to be betting on yourself, to be leaning into your future. A couple of things we're talking about here today is how are you playing the starring role in your own success? So that's one idea we're going to get into. Another one, are you allowing yourself to be a storyteller when you're doing your marketing? Another idea we're going to talk about is how you might be starting a small business, but how you don't play small. You understand that the business you are offering or the book you are offering or the TED Talk you're offering, it really matters, really matters. Even if they're only giving you seven minutes of stage time, 20 minutes of stage time, it matters. What about the idea that you like what you're offering? How can we bump it up so that you you just are absolutely in love with what you're offering? You're in love with the book you are writing. And the last thing that we're going to talk about is this notion of your energy versus your strategies. It's my hope we have time for all of this today. But I want to start by thinking about your brand, because if you are going to bet on yourself as a success, if you are going to trust that what you are envisioning is happening, that it's actually started happening, the clock has started, you're in the game, it is happening, one thing you want to be really solid on is your brand. Now, I was talking with Jessica Riverson and some others this morning about this. Jessica offers a wonderful program 
that used to be called Permission to Charge, and now it is the feminine CEO. And she really talks about this notion that your brand is so much your tone. And I got this image of Madonna in my head because I was in I was in high school when Madonna hit it with Borderline and that song Lucky Star. And, you know, she just had her look about her. But what did she call herself? Madonna. Uh-huh. That's what she called herself. That's not her name. <laughs> That's not that's not her name. Her mommy and daddy did not give her that name. No, Madonna gave herself that brand, right? She doesn't need a last name. You say Madonna, everyone I knew in high school knew exactly who you were talking about. Now, before her, the only person I knew who had ever done this, and I don't mean new like I sat down and had lemonades with on Sundays, I just mean new of, was share. And again, oh my goodness, if you're too young to know who is share, Google her right now. Share. Oh, she had a brand before we even had the word brand. You know, another one I just thought of was Prince. Yeah, Prince. So someone who is really two people right now, very much uh, like this in that they understood brand uh, are Lady Gaga and Pink, right? Both of them. You know who they are. You know who they are. We can say Taylor, and you don't know if we're talking about Taylor Swift, which Taylor, who Taylor. If I say pink, you know who I'm talking about. If I say prince, you know who I'm talking about. Now, we can do the same thing without changing our name. Because brand isn't just how you sound. It's not just your title. Brand is how you look. Brand might be your colors. Brand might be the level of excellence you stand for. My friend Annette Bond has a brand as an image consultant. And when I look over at Annette anytime, no matter where we are, I see a woman who is excellent, who has high standards. I, ne I never see someone who is slumping or who is, I've never even seen her really have a bad day. And I, I'm not saying that people don't have bad days. I'm just saying that her brand reflects a woman who stands in her excellence and knows who she is. So your brand, your brand has to let people know. This is me. I am comfortable as me. One thing I loved about Madonna is sometimes she would strip down to hardly any clothes. Cher did the same thing. And one of the reasons they could do this is because they knew who they were. They knew that was part of their brand. They knew they loved this about their brand. They knew they could market their brand, not by saying, 
gosh, you know, sexy things sell, but more from the aspect of knowing that they were sexy women and they wanted to stand in who they are and offer themselves. They weren't people that censored themselves. Now, on a more introverted side of life, let's, let's go way, 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 way far from the entertainment world from a moment. And if you are in the self-development world, you might know the name Eckhart Tolle. Now, Eckhart Tolle is a man as far from Madonna as you can get in some ways in the way that you will see him show up in his V-neck wool sweaters. And you will notice that he is always very soft-spoken. He often leads his talks sitting down, uh, whereas Madonna is dancing and all over the stage. You don't, you don't have to be a sexy thing with fingerless gloves to catch the attention of your audience. You can be a quiet, calm, collected gentleman who at least appears to me to be quite introverted and share your message. You, you can even share your message in a, a second language. I believe English is Eckhart Tolle's second, if not third, language. And he is very, very proficient when he speaks with English-speaking audiences. His brand of being very peaceful and collected is consistent. We anticipate seeing that every single time. So what I want to say is that these are people that bet on themselves. They lean into the future of what they know they can bring to their audience, and they do it. They lean with their energy toward what they want to create, and in today's time, they do it. So I don't think... And again, I don't know her personally, but I don't think Madonna ever was the person who said, you know, today is February 25th, 2021. And what, well, in, in her world, it would have been February 25th, let's say 1982. I don't think she sat there and said, you know, on February 25th, 1985, uh, I want to be comfortable as a dancer and with my body and on stage. Uh-uh. No. She knew that that was her. What she wanted to bring forward was her next pop album. But what she knew about herself was that she was a creator of pop albums. And I don't think at 1982, it had yet risen on Billboard yet. I think it was just about to. But I think she also knew that that was inside of her. She felt it in her dancing and her singing. And so she leaned a little into her future to bring it into the present moment. 
I do this all the time. I think about having, again, a prolific, long, long blog. I once had one. In fact, I've had more than one. And one day, this is when one way I found out how much it meant to me. One day I went to the blog and I noticed it had vanished. And I went to the person who managed the hosting and he said, oh yeah, it's, it expired. I didn't know you wanted that. <laughs> now he didn't, uh, he didn't mean uh, to ruin my, my day, my month, my decade, <laughs> but honestly, uh, I really, I really did take for granted that that blog would always be there. So I had a little bit of it backed up, but yeah, 90% of it, no, no, I didn't. And so all of that was gone. Now, the good news is that in real time, each time I had posted a blog post, I enjoyed what was on offer uh, as a writer. But the bummer is that I thought of that as part of my content and ongoing curriculum that I could use. And I don't think I got as far as thinking about it as a legacy piece or anything like that, but you could say it was. And now all of a sudden it was gone. So we, we have to be very, very careful about where we express ourselves and how we express ourselves and how we attend to it because I didn't assure I didn't assure that I would always have that to lean into. But I can tell you, while I had that blog going on, it was really easy for me to write on a weekly basis because I could go to it. I could look at the previous weeks. I could get present about what I was feeling and what I wanted to allow to come through and I could lean toward my future and feel, actually feel what it feels like to have this blog post I'm working on right now already published. There was this great momentum that kept going and going and going week after week while I was doing that blog. So I really... I really encourage the people I work with to know that as you develop a little bit mo of momentum, it's easy to lean toward your future and know more of what you've used to create the now is available to you. You just get better and better at it. You just become more adapted at that is the way. And you, you honestly don't need as much strategy. One of the things that I think slows people down with their business is they're looking for the three steps or the seven steps or the best ways to cultivate the next thing they're thinking about. Well, what if you just knew you could rely 
on yourself and your energy and your happiness for what you're doing. And I'm not saying don't call on people. Absolutely. Absolutely call on people. But there's a there's a relief when you know you don't have to follow particular steps in a particular order in a particular way at a particular time for particular people and all of that if you believe in your energy that's just right out there in front of you. Now think too about the fact that while while I think your energy is just a little bit more important than your strategy, you're not always going to have those days when your thoughts come right to you. So for example, I'm, I'm quite comfortable as a storyteller. So when I'm, when I'm, um, when I feel a little locked up around marketing, I just lean forward into storytelling. That always helps me come back to who I really am and what I do well. And then the marketing piece is finished. I don't have to sweat over it. I don't have to hand it off to someone else who might be better at it. I've been telling stories since I was a little girl with a very, very little brother who loved nothing more than to sit down with a big picture storybook and me, his big sister, and have story time. That's where it all started. You know, when I was six years old and he was six months old, storytelling began. I didn't, I didn't ever think, of course, at age six, that you and I would be hanging out here at Story You Talk Radio. But I can tell you this, my future was collecting momentum because at a very young age, storytelling was just something I enjoyed. So here at age 55, talking to you on the radio, when I need my marketing done, I know I can lean toward something I've been doing for a very long time. Now, often you might think lean back into your skills. You could think of it that way. But when I say lean into your future, I'm really talking about leaning into the success you're envisioning if you do the task at hand right now. So if I do the marketing using storytelling right now, and I sort of lean into my future of how that can all pan out very well for me, somehow any agonizing story I might be painting for myself in the background, that just starts to slip away. And the access to completing a task happens much easier than looking up all kinds of strategy. I find myself in the energy of storytelling, the energy of what I've been doing for a long time, the energy of something I really love, and less worried about following someone's unique strategy. Not that strategy's bad, but sometimes it just makes me overthink. 
and then it's harder to get something done. We're going to take one more quick break here, and then we are going to take your questions and help you be the one betting on yourself. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. What is hope? Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It's just a delight to be here with you and to be thinking about how you are growing your business and your brand and how you're betting on yourself that this is all working just as you design it in your wonderful dreams at night. Do you ever do that? You go to bed at night and you have these dreams and you think, gosh, you know, is that going to take 10 years to do? And then one day you realize, wow, I did that in 18 months. I, I did that faster than I thought. One person who's doing that right now is Michael. I cannot wait until his podcast goes live so I can bring him into the studios and we can share with you what he is experiencing with the chefs and the culinary world. It is just really exciting. Also, I want to give another shout out to Mary and to Victoria. One year ago, they were in the very early chapters of writing their books. And right now, their books are just about to be released. It was an absolute joy to work with these women. So I am very, very excited for them. And I am excited for those of you who are sending in your questions because this means you are pacing yourself through your business and you're thinking about what it looks like to bet on yourself. Candace asked this great question about the shiny object syndrome. Oh boy, I know the shiny object syndrome because she's noticing that with every single season, there's another shiny object. And how do you keep going when that is so? You know, I, I right away, when I saw your question, Candace, I thought about the fact that with every single season, there's another chocolate holiday where I have to brace myself so that I don't, you know, put on the weight that I took off last holiday or whatever, whatever's going on for me. So I related very, very much to your question here. And I want to tell you that shiny objects we think of as distraction. And what I want you to do 
is I want you to start every time there's a shiny object to realize it's beautiful to you for a reason. There's something beautiful about it that can help you with the business you are creating. So for example, one shiny object that might come into your world is that you, let's say, let's say you get a new set of neighbors and all of a sudden the new person next door just wants to spend all kinds of time with you. They've moved all the way across the country and they don't have any friends yet and you're a nice person and Oh, let's make it really shiny. Let's uh, let's make her an excellent cook. That would do it for me. So she's constantly inviting you to lunch and all these fun things, but you're trying to work on your business. <laughs> you're, you're trying to get your homework done and you just can't resist her. Well, this is what I want to say. I really think the universe puts shiny beautiful people, beautiful objects, beautiful ideas in front of us because they're meant to lead us. Now, we don't have to say yes to every single invitation. We don't have to get to know every single shiny facet of the diamond in front of us. But to not appreciate it would be to deny the gifts of the universe. So if it was a dull, distracting, sharp, pointy, hurtful object, I would encourage you to put it down right away. But if you recognize that it is shiny, that it does have a certain power in your life, maybe it has the power of offering a new intimate friendship, Maybe it has the power of offering someone reliable who is close by. You want to invest a little bit in that shiny object. So maybe, 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 Candace, it's about first discerning, is this object or friend really shiny or is it actually kind of pointy and sharp and really not suited for your time and energy. If it really is shiny, I want you to find ways where you can give some time and some attention so you can receive its shininess. But if it turns out it's actually a distraction and we're just so we're just so ingrained to be positive and call it a shiny object and it's actually pointy and sharp and difficult. All I can say is learn to say no. <laughs> learn to say no. You're working hard on your future. You're leaning into your future. You are betting on yourself for your future. So you don't want something sharp and sticky taken up all your attention. But if it really is shiny and beautiful, yeah, think about how it can work in a little bit at a time. Let's also go to Laura's question where she's wondering how you find assistance. 
And this is something many, many, many of us need as we are building our business and we're moving forward. I want to say this about finding assistance. And this is built 100% on my bad experience. <laughs> so uh, this does not come out of any business journal or anything like that. If you're feeling like you need assistance in a particular area, I would say really spend some time with that area and see how much of it do you know how to do. So for example, I once, I don't like the word hired. I once collaborated with a woman because I wanted her to write my marketing. Now, I did not give one bit of attention to the question, can I do it? You would think I would because I'm a writer. But there was something that really slipped me up about marketing. And all I could think of was, well, you've got to have better tech skills than I do. And well, you need to have more time than I do. And well, you need to have coding experience. And well, I just I kept coming up with all these reasons why I couldn't do it. In the end, this woman that I was collaborating with, while she was a lovely human being, she did not write content that really showed off my brand. She worked in a very, very timely manner, but she also worked at night because she had babies. And um, I don't work at night. So that was a problem. There were other problems. What I came to understand was in the end, after spending thousands of dollars, uh, I, I got the $1,000 lesson, which is learn what you can do first and find out what you really need from someone else's talents. You want to work with someone that you see as talented. So in my case, working with this woman, I saw her as capable. But I don't know if in the end I came back feeling like I had invested in someone really talented. Now, keep in mind, I was, I was still working a full-time job. I had stepped into my business as part-time. I was really tired. I might not have been making the best decisions at that time. But now, when I lean towards the notion that I need assistance, I first lean into how much of this do I know I can do? How well do I know I can show up for myself? And what is it that I really need them to do? Because in, in my case with this girl, I needed her to know coding. And I, I didn't necessarily need someone that was as tax savvy as she was. I just needed someone kind of basic, kind of a half a step in front of me. So why was it that I couldn't lean into learning that half step more? I already had a fair amount of skill. Why not learn just a tad bit more? These are questions we ask ourselves as we're building and growing. 
And what I find is you really know when there are certain tasks that you absolutely need and you absolutely don't have time for. And that's a great time to get an assistant. But another great time is on the way to that. When you, you know you would benefit from more support, you know you can do some of it, but you're really wanting the talent of someone that would do what you would do, but they would bring all this skill to it that you delight in seeing when it's illuminating your own brand. I hope that answers your question, Laura. We're really leaning into this notion that when we bet on ourselves, when we really can see the future we're creating with our business, it kind of calms us down a little bit. Eric was letting me know that Madonna was actually given that name as a young person, but she dropped her last name. And I think that was really wise of her. I don't think Lady Gaga... Uh, was born with the name Lady Gaga. I do believe she began with the name Stephanie, and I don't remember the last name, but you know what? I wish I could shake her hand for knowing that the brand Lady Gaga was going to allow her costume after costume, song after song, to lean deeply into a really dramatic, lively, incredible woman, let alone brand. I mean, she's consistent, right? And she knows that we come back for all that drama. We want it. it it's not that I'm bored with the times when she sits next to the Dalai Lama and you can see that she hasn't, you know, wrapped her hair into a massive beehive do and she's not wearing 12 inch heels <laughs> um that it, it, i'm not saying i don't enjoy those quiet times with her when she just exposes her real ethics but when i want her to entertain me i want what the brand lady gaga has to offer and that's what people want from you. You have to be very thoughtful about the brand you're creating because every time you create something, you're leaning into the future of your brand so that you can bring it more and more and more into this very moment. So be careful of all the other places where you can give your time and energy. Be careful to not necessarily be that wonderful star in everyone else's life. Make sure you're being a wonderful star in your business. Make sure that you are bringing your talents to your marketing and your business. Make sure that you are crazy in love with what you're up to because really, there is nothing worse than having someone get on a call with you and they had already decided you were the one, but they don't see that you love it and they go away. 
I mean, I, I've really had to talk to my clients about this when they say, oh, I don't know what happened. This woman, she was completely sold on bringing my book to her little tiny bookstore and and something happened and it, it didn't go through. And my guess is that that tiredness or the feeling that it should have happened long ago or something, something took the front seat when the only thing that should be in the front seat is your love for what you're doing, right? Jessica, I was, I brought her up earlier and I'll close with this idea here. She really helps women understand their brand, Jessica Riverson. And she was saying, you know, your brand is like your firstborn child. It's that one you coddle and you look into your baby's eyes and no one, no one can tell you that it is not the most beautiful baby in the whole world because you know it is. You know it is. And you don't care what others think of your baby. Loving your baby is what helps your baby be a success. It can't not help, right? It can't not help. So when you are writing your book, you love your book. When you are working on your business, you are loving your business. It's that love energy. And I'm not saying don't have strategy. Finds the ones that work. But really, it's that love energy that people keep coming back for more and more and more. They love your brand and they love you. I hope this has served you. I will be back next Thursday at 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. This is Story You Talk Radio. I am Coach Debbie. And until next week, namaste, my friends. <music>